Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 94. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, you asked for it and I created it. My first free ebook, 10 Incredible Insights from 10 Incredible Entrepreneurs, is published, all four pages of it. Simply go to eofire.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You will get immediate access to the top business insights from the likes of Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, and seven other incredible guests. Prepare to ignite. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, MJ DeMarco. MJ, are you prepared to ignite? Yep, that's ready. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right. MJ is the founder of the Fastlane Forum, a business and entrepreneur discussion forum. And he's also the former founder and CEO of limos.com, a global ground transportation company. And he is the author of the best-selling book, The Millionaire Fastlane. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, MJ, but why don't you take a minute, tell us a little bit about yourself personally, and then tell us about what you have going on right now in the business world. Sure. Um, way back uh, in the late 90s, I um, was fortunate enough to uh, start a company uh, called Limos.com. And the interesting thing about it is I did start that with uh, roughly $900, uh, no you know, no real knowledge of internet technologies or what was going on. Uh, self-taught myself everything to build that company from, you know, website design, database administration, the whole shebang. Uh, ultimately set, sold that company in 2000, you know, during the dot-com heyday. Um, the company that bought it eventually went bankrupt and I was able to repurchase that company back uh, in 2001. And so I Ran that company for about uh, six, seven years, at which time I did sell it again in 2007 uh, for a multi-million dollar valuation. And of course, uh, during this time, I was able to cash flow the company uh, for a period of about 10 years. I think I had about 72 consecutive months of profitability where I was earning anywhere from $100,000 to $150,000 monthly. And uh, after I sold the company in 2007, I kind of took a brief hiatus or a semi-retirement um, and pursued one of my dreams, which was to write uh, the book, The Millionaire Fastlane. And that was released in 2000, uh, late 2010 and just have been uh, kind of taking it easy and uh, you know promoting that book a little bit and seeing where, see where I go with that. But that was my dream to write a book. And I also thought the market needed to, sit, needed to hear what I write in that book. And it's done phenomenally well, well beyond my expectations and kind of brings me where I am today with you. Absolutely. That book could not resonate better with Fire Nation, with the listeners here today. Just these entrepreneurs that are looking for that same kind of insight that you found in your journey. And you just do such a great job in that book telling your story. And that's exactly what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. It's about your journey. So on that note, MJ, let's transition to the first real topic, which is a success quote. What do you have for Fire Nation today? Uh, well, my favorite success quote is actually comes from myself. I didn't go with uh, something where 
you know, you've probably heard a thousand times, but uh, the quote I like to say is many people want to change their life, but they're not willing to change their choices. And ultimately, this changes nothing. Ah, oh, I love that. It's a, it's a reflection on anything that is worthwhile in life is going to have to be reflected in your daily choices. The choices you make every minute of the day has to really string together uh, a series of uh, habits. And the, those habits create your lifestyle. And the lifestyle is what creates the real change. And a great example is, you know, you can eat broccoli once, but that's not going to change anything. You can go to the gym once. It's not going to change anything because it's only one action. One action or one choice really doesn't change anything. You need to ultimately change the daily decision-making in, in so insofar as that it changes your lifestyle. I love that, MJ. I really like when entrepreneurs pull something out of their lives in a mantra or a quote that means so much to them because it just really speaks volumes of exactly what your mentality is at and where your head is at and what you're seeing for the future and the vision of where you're taking your journey. So thank you for sharing that with us. You bet. So let's transition now to the next topic, and that's failure. Because MJ, as entrepreneurs, we both know that our paths, our journeys are riddled with failure, with challenges, with obstacles. That's one thing that just makes us stronger as entrepreneurs. It can inspire us on different levels to pivot or to just overcome these very difficult situations that we're coming against. Can you take us back to a time in your journey as an entrepreneur where you came up against this obstacle and then share with us how you overcame that? One of the things is to understand that success or success in entrepreneurship, life or whatever you want to have it, it's, it's really an inner game. It's a mind game. And if you're not right there, you're not going to be right in the external. So I've always understood, or it's always been my challenge, to understand that it's about a process, and a part of that process is failure. And there's a lot of mantras out there that say, you know, fail big and you succeed big. And failure is simply the market telling you, it's giving you some feedback, and it's telling you, eh, what you're doing isn't really working you need to pivot. You need to switch. And this, once again, goes into something I like to talk about a lot is the process versus the event. We're an event-driven society. And event-driven societies want things now. They want, it to, they want it overnight. And the same thing goes with starting a business or financial success. We want it overnight. And people don't understand that overnight success takes 10 years, much like that saying. And Failure is often a part of that process. And the problem is when people hit the failure, they don't understand that that's a part of the process. They just say, ah, you know, this, this isn't working, and they give up. And then they go look for something easier, something that may not have roadblocks or something that has an extreme difficulty. And that actually is the, is the opportunity in entrepreneurship is having something that's pretty difficult having something that has roadblocks, having something that has challenges, because that itself poses uh, the opportunity. So when you're out there failing, the market is just simply saying, yeah, you know what, this is, this is not right. You need, to, you need to adjust. You need to evaluate. You need to adjust. And then you need to react again and try it again and see, does failure come again 
or does it give you some positive encouragement where it allows you to shift into a different direction? So uh, as entrepreneurs or any, just in life in general, you cannot be afraid of failure. You have to actually get out there and fail to uh, accelerate your process. Failure is the market's feedback. I love that quote, and I pulled that out. I wrote it down. Just is such a great insight, and it's so true on so many levels. MJ, take us down to the ground level to a time when you failed. Share that with us. Failure is when you just give up. You just say, "Yeah, screw it." Uh, you know, I give up on my dreams. It's over. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna get up at six in the morning. I'm gonna fight traffic. I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna at the, you know, the job I hate. I'm gonna come home and do it all and repeat for fifty years. That to me is failure. Um, a different failure is not failure when you adjust, when you react. And a great example is when I first launched uh, the Millionaire Fast Lane. Some of you, I don't know if you remember or not, but it had a different cover. Right now, it's got a blue cover. When I first launched it, it had a white cover, and it had a picture of a Lamborghini on it because the Lamborghini was very instrumental uh, to my process. But I kept seeing, I kept getting emails, and I kept seeing public comments. This book is incredible. You need to read it. Pay no attention to the cover. It's cheesy. It stinks. It's horrible. It looks like a get-rich-quick thing. And that actually was a kind of common theme I kept seeing. And the market was telling me, you know, MJ, you may like that cover. You may like that Lamborghini on the cover, but the market is telling you something different. The market is telling you, you need to dump it. So halfway, um, you know, probably about a year after the book was released, I actually changed the cover. And I changed it to something more gender neutral, something not as get rich quickie and flashy. And that really had an impact on sales. And so that was one of my big failures was that first cover I put out there. And again, the market told me, yeah, we don't like it. So I didn't look at that as a failure. I just looked at that as the market saying, we don't like it. So you, you adjust, you react, and then you take action to fix it. No, very interesting. I just pulled up Google Image and entered in the book title and both covers have popped up. So I'm looking at both and it's, it's very, <laughs> very interesting. Just as you described in the old one, it's white with some kind of neon green lettering and uh -huh. a, a red Lamborghini kind of going down a, a highway, but over like a George Washington $1 bill kind of in black, which is interesting. And then yeah. the other one, it's like of a, an endless road in the desert with like the sun that's just either setting or rising. I'm not sure uh -huh. what you intended there, but it's with the bluish sky and it's very, very cool kind of uplifting uh, cover. And I can definitely see how that would resonate differently with, with people. So very I mean, interesting yeah, feedback. I like the first cover, but again, the market doesn't care. The market doesn't market doesn't care what you love and what your passions are. What, da, 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 da. They just want to know what's right for them. And you got to listen to what they're saying. Mm, that's just great insight, MJ. Let's use that now to transition to the other end of the spectrum. You shared with us a failure in a sense that you had with that first cover. It just wasn't resonating as well as you were hoping it would with your audience. You adjusted on that. The other end of the spectrum is an aha moment. As entrepreneurs, we also have these little aha moments every day, every week, every month. They inspire us. They move us forward. Kind of the best thing about being an entrepreneur because you can actually put these aha moments into action. I love that about being an entrepreneur. Can you share with us an aha moment that you've had at some point in your journey and how you put that aha moment into action to turn it into success? My biggest aha moment 
was totally underestimating the power of a good product. And if you have a product that people will sell themselves, meaning they like it, they tell other people, your job as an entrepreneur becomes 10 times easier. And the best example I have is uh, my book. When I, when I launched it, I did a little bit of marketing. I didn't do a lot. But ultimately, I found out that most of my sales weren't because I was doing some slick marketing or some Google AdWords or some Facebook ads. It was people were telling other people. And that really struck me because it killed my marketing budget. I don't even do any marketing anymore because the book is doing it itself. And another good example is I've done dozens of podcasts, interviews, um, and, and, all, and all the common denominators there is not one of them I've had to, to approach. I mean, I didn't approach you and say, hey, John, I, I'd love to be on your podcast. You approached me. And that has been the common theme is that the product itself is doing the work for you. And that is what, something I want to stress. If, if there's entrepreneurs out there who are kind of in between their, you know, their gigs and they're trying to find to get, some, get into business, you have to have a product that will compel people to talk. I mean, if I, if I take a list the last five products I've bought, they won't be because of marketing. It will be because someone recommended them. Or I went online and there's social proof, people saying, oh, you gotta try this or you gotta use this. And that is the power of the product. You've got to have a product that people will tell other people about because then you can cut your marketing budget in half or even completely eliminate it because you create this exponential growth cycle of people telling other people. I mean, if you have, if you had the cure to cancer, how easy do, do you think it would be to sell that? If you're selling $100 bills for $50, how easy do you think it would be to sell that? So you always should start with your product. Have a product that people will talk about. That is so true. And a word you just keep hearing so often is social proof. And Facebook gets it. Google Plus gets it. Even Bing is just spending so many millions of marketing dollars on that word social proof where if your friends like it, if they share it, if they're a fan of it, then it is just such an easier sell to any individual. So I just could not agree with your insight more. It's phenomenal. You just created a, an amazing product with amazing content and people are telling their friends about it. I can't tell you how many people I've told about your book just because I love it on so many levels. So I definitely see where you're going at there. And it is so true. And it is truly timeless. On that note, MJ, have you had an I've made it moment yet? Oh, yeah, a while ago. Um, the, 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 first I've uh, the first I've made it moment was actually I was 27 years old. Uh, I was broke. But I, I had a realization that I could actually pay my bills, save a, little bit save a little bit of money, and I can do it on my own. I can do it in my own entrepreneurial ventures. I didn't need a job. I didn't need a boss. I can get up at my own will. You know, I could smash the alarm clock in. Um, <laughs> that was the first moment where I was like, this is what it's about. And I was extremely happy at that point in life, and it has only gotten better since. The aha moment in terms of, uh, you know, like financial freedom was I remember after a night on the town, I remember stopping off at one of those exotic car dealerships 
And looking in the window at a Lamborghini Diablo and seeing the price tag, it was like $180,000, and realizing that I could afford it, that I could walk in there, pay cash for it, and not be a burden to the purchase, you know, like have to, you know, slim down or I have to watch my budget now or anything like that. I could just actually go in there and buy it. And I found that extremely liberating uh, to have that choice, almost to the point where it almost took away the need or the desire to want to actually buy it. And ultimately, <laughs> I, had, I ended up buying it uh, a, year, a year or so later uh, to get it out of my system. But that, to me, was uh, a big moment where you know you can purchase something, and it actually kind of helps you not need to purchase it, just to know you can. You, there's a certain freedom in that or liberation. Absolutely. And it's so important as an entrepreneur to just really mark your milestones. I mean, we work so hard on so many levels and we set these great goals. When we reach those, we need to take a step back and just appreciate what we've accomplished up to that point because it's about the journey. It's about the process of process. being an entrepreneur. So I, it's so great to hear that you are on that same level and you're continuing on that journey as well. Let's take that and let's move into the next part of the interview, which is your current business or just whatever you currently have going on. I know you've alluded to the fact you're taking a little bit of a break. You're letting things kind of work on their own right now. But what's, what's something that you have going on right now that you're excited about? I'm probably going to do another book. I'm 90% sure of it. And again, uh, that was unexpected to me because I didn't, I didn't write my book um, to become some kind of repetitive author or some guru or anything like that. Uh, but the market is telling me, write another book. I mean, I have a, I have a folder here that uh, stacks to the ceiling of people writing me saying, you've, you know, you've changed my life. I see things differently. I have a paradigm shift. And I'm actually at the stage now where the book has been out long enough where I'm starting to actually get like millionaire success stories. And, you know, hey, I made 20 grand a month, uh, you know, the last few months. And I have you to thank and da 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 da. And that's a tribute to what, you know, the fast lane represents is you can become financially successful in a few short years. It's not an overnight thing. But compared to the alternative where you're working 50 hours a week or 50 hours a week for 50 years uh, of your life and you retire when you're 65, uh, you know, the alternative isn't much uh, happy sailing. So um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be writing another book uh, because I'm getting that request uh, almost daily. You're going to write another book. And so that's uh, the point I'm at right now. Very cool, MJ. And that is one thing I just really enjoyed about the book when I read it and hearing other interviews that you've been on is that you were just very honest and genuine saying, listen, like I left it all on the table. Like I didn't write The Fastlane Millionaire with the intention of writing another book. Like I really wrote that book and left it all in there. That is a comprehensive of all my beliefs and everything. And that's a very powerful part of that book. And you know, time has passed now. Like you said, you're getting these great success stories. Other ideas are fostering. You you can give so much more still to the entrepreneurial society. And you're doing so by providing the form that you provide on the website and mm -hmm. everything along those lines. On that note, what is your vision for the future? Um, again, I'm going to let the market tell me where that vision is. Uh, right now, they're telling me to write another book, um, which I will do most likely. And then again, I'm going to see where the market takes me. I 
have the urge to do another startup. Uh, I'm not terribly sure about it. Again, I can only usually, I'm, I'm the kind of person that can only focus on one thing because I believe process deserves that. I mean, if you got your interests scattered in five different things, you know, you got this, you got, you're selling widgets over here, you're writing books over here, you're doing this. I believe that's uh, not a good prescription for success because it's like, it's like cheating on your wife. You know, your wife or your girlfriend, your significant other is going to demand that you give them the attention they deserve. And I think a business is very much the same way. You know, you got to go all in with what you're doing. I mean, I never, I never heard an entrepreneur who was extremely successful say, yeah, well, I was dabbling in five different things. And, and all of a sudden, this other business over here took off. Now, you have an extreme commitment. People are talking about, you know, I was putting in 80-hour weeks. I was down to my last dime. I put my heart and soul into this thing. And I think uh, we need to do that to achieve entrepreneurial success, success, and that is to focus on one thing. So as far as what I'm going to do, I'm going to write another book, see where it goes, um, and then I'll evaluate. Again, throw stuff out at the market, adjust, evaluate, and then make you know, then make pivot points and changes and decisions from there. No, MJ, you and I are of the same minds. I'm a huge believer in focus. Entrepreneur on Fire has my complete focus. In fact, the acronym that's above my computer right now is FOCUS, follow one course until success. And you have had some success. I mean, when you first approached me, I mean, things have changed for you dramatically in the last six months. That's a result of FOCUS. Incredibly. And I absolutely attribute it to that 100%. So MJ, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. You come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Sure. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, when you, when you write a book about money and success and entrepreneurship, you pretty much set yourself up to be attacked. Uh, when you put yourself out in public, people are going to ridicule you. They're going to, you know, say you suck or what, you know, you, you have haters. So that's, that comes with the territory. And that to me was one of the reasons why I almost didn't write the books. I didn't, I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't need to deal with it. But ultimately I said to myself, you know what, what other people think, and you're not, you're never going to get a hundred percent, um, affirmations, positive affirmations from people. But whatever anyone else thinks of you, it doesn't change my reality. I still wake up, do what I want, live how I am. It doesn't change a thing. So I, I had to get by that, uh, that, that sticking point that, to understand that you know, other people's opinions doesn't change your reality. And that's why it's so important that you have provided the type of forums and atmosphere that you have. Because for entrepreneurs, one thing that we really struggle with are finding like-minded individuals that are going to support, encourage, and provide us with the kind of information that we need. And places like what you're providing, Fastlane Forum, mm -hmm. and the book, it's so important because you're so right when you go back to that initial resistance when people make that leap, it's like those crabs in a bucket theory. When the crabs are all in a bucket and one crab is about to get out, all of his buddies pull him back in. It happens yep. every single time. And that is because that's the mentality of when an entrepreneur tries to launch off. So 
definitely encourage everybody to check out what you're creating over at the Fastlane Forums. It's a great place to hang out, great place to get some good information. On that note, MJ, what is the best business advice that you've ever received? It's a quote, actually, from Steve Martin. Um, be so good that you can't be ignored. Be so good that you can't be ignored. And what that means is if you're good enough at what you do, you provide value, you're solving people's problems, the market will not be able to ignore you. And this has um, a close resemblance to something what I call a push-pull theory of success, is many people push for success and they wait for permission for someone to say yes to their, to their goals or their dreams or whatever. And a great example is when I published my book. Had I submitted my book to publishers, you know, literary agents, and said, I want to publish this, will you take it on? I would have got declined. And they would have said, why should we? You're, you know, you're a virtual nobody. You've never written a book before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the push for success. And the pull for success is just saying, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it myself. So I self-published. I created my own company, got it out there, put it out to the market to see what happens. And now all of a sudden, they're coming at me. I'm getting publishers contacting me. Hey, do you want to publish with us for your next book? You know, let talk to us, see if we can do something. And that's the pull. They come to you. Same thing happened with my internet company. I would have never got internet funding or venture capital or anything. I went out and actually created something that was tangible. And all of a sudden, the VCs and the equity people, they were calling me. See, that's the pull. Get them coming to you. Be so good that you cannot be ignored. Put whatever you're thinking about doing, make it happen, put it out to the marketplace. And if it's good enough, these people or these, these decision-making people or authoritarians, they will come to you and accelerate your process. I love that push-pull theory. It is so clear, so, so true. So MJ, The Millionaire Fast Lane, that book is highly recommended. It's going to be in the show notes. If you had to recommend another business book to Fire Nation, what would it be? Um, other than my own book, it would be probably the Blue Ocean Strategy because um, it's highly it's highly focused on creating needs, which is a centrist theory to the fast lane, which is solving needs, fixing problems, fixing pain points, and the Blue Ocean Strategy kind of trains your eye to see what, what other people aren't seeing. And again, we talked about this earlier. If you have a product that people are telling other people about, they will go. And one of the, one of the great products in the Blue Ocean Strategies that they talk about is uh, Cirque du Soleil. And that business doesn't do a lot of advertising because it's mostly word of mouth. People go to those shows and they come back and they say, oh my God, you got to go to it. Da, 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 da. Again, that's the power of having a powerful product. And that book goes into the uh, different types of frameworks you can use to expose those kind of product opportunities. Awesome. So MJ, this is my last question, but it's kind of a tricky one. So just take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody, you still have all the experience and all the knowledge that you currently have right now, 
but only $500 in your pocket, a computer with internet access, and your food and shelter is taken care of. What do you do in the next seven days? I'd keep my eyes and ears open. And what I'm keeping my eyes and ears open for would be a problem, a pain point, an issue, something that needs a solution, something people are complaining about. Again, we're going to get into this again. I would be looking for a product that I could scale to the marketplace and solve problems on a massive scale. And again, that is the core philosophy to the fast lane is you have to have a product that can scale to the masses, that solves problems to the masses. So that's what I would do. I would keep my eyes and ears peeled for something that I could market to the, to the marketplace. MJ, that was great actionable advice. And you've given us awesome actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one final piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure, whatever you're thinking about doing, just do it. And I'm not saying, you know, take action by going out and ordering business cards. That, that's what I call an action fake. Actually go out and create something that has tangible monetary value. See what the market says and then adjust, react, and then evaluate what you need to do. And I think the most important thing that we have to do is if you're actually engaged in a process of pursuing your entrepreneurial dream, that is the dream. You're not living the dream if your dream is dead. The actual act of pursuing it is the dream. So if you're pursuing the dream, that is the dream. You're living the dream. So get out there, take action, adjust, evaluate, and then react. I love it. And let's hear a plug. Oh, sure. Uh, my book can be found on Amazon. Uh, if you're on the fence, if it's something that would help you, there's uh, tons of reviews on Amazon. I think there's over 300 now. There's also a link at themillionairefastlane.com that will explain to you the book. And also there, there is another section for reviews. I think there's over, I got over 1,200 reviews unsolicited. Um, and Or you can go to the Fastlane Forum, which is thefastlaneforum.com which is another free resource to discuss Fastlane entrepreneurship at your leisure. Awesome, MJ. All of this is going to be linked up in the show notes, entrepreneuronfire.com slash 92. Thank you so much for your generous time, insights, and information. Fire Nation, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John, for having me. Okay, Fire Nation, are you inspired enough to start your entrepreneurial journey? I've created a free step-by-step -step video that will walk you through the process of buying your domain, installing WordPress, and creating your first post all in under seven minutes. Visit entrepreneuronfire.com blue to find out more and take your entrepreneurial leap today. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.